Chopper Suit Convos, we back. It's been an eventful weekend in sports music. There's a lot of things going on. People are talking still. What's going on with you, Jamal? Are you talking to the boys? No, I don't know nothing about that. But, you know, I'm, I'm just doing me, staying active, enjoying life, bossing up in every way, form, shape that's possible, you know? Watching some uh, playoff basketball. Nothing new. What's good with you, man? Staying low, hanging out, you know, living life, feeling blessed. Reason why I'm asking you if you're telling, because uh, don't you know Prize Michelle? I thought it was my. I thought uh, Haitians say Michael. Yeah, I don't know. So it's John Michelle Basquiat. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Michael. Hey, man, and the more you know, it's okay. They don't matter like that. Yeah, so that guy was an FBI informant <laughs> while they were making Ready or Not? Was this doing hey, Ready or Not? Hey, man, they still found the boy guilty, man. I don't know. <laughs> he must have did something bad. You work for us, and we're going to get you and make you face 22 years. It seems like all those pros hey, jokes. Man, I don't think. All, hey. <laughs> seems like people being mean to pros like, like, was for a reason. Hey, man. They made it seem like when he told the lawyer, hey, yo, I'm an FBI informant. They're like, hey, man, you're not a snitching for us, man. We don't see you in the paperwork. That joint had me laughing. So if you guys aren't aware out there, prize one-third of the Fugees, people always say that he's one of the worst rappers of all time. He's one of the weakest members to ever be a part of a legendary group. Um, He's going to jail. My man got convicted of uh, criminal charges that he conspired with a Malaysian financier to orchestrate a series of foreign lobbying campaigns aimed at influencing the U.S. government under Obama and Trump. So (laughs) my man (laughs) was trying to work with some Malaysian homies to influence the government. He tried to say, yo, I'm a federal informant. He's still going to jail, man. So he was he, like, what? What was he? So he was. Were they paying him? Ooh, yeah. The the Malaysians were using him because you know America is upset. Not even America. The world is obsessed with celebrity, and even if you're a celebrity from a B list group from the '90s, you can go far with that. So they were using him and his celebrity to get into rooms where they can get around political figures and try to influence things to their advantage. They thought Pross was going to get them something. That's crazy. I mean, he did the, the homie, the Malaysian homie he was working with. He has pictures with Obama, you know, Obama, he's a, oh, I love the Fungees, you know, he, you know him. Yeah. Pross was Wasn't doing Wycliffe, some. Wycliffe was running for president in Haiti, man. <laughs> he's Pross... moving next. Cross was doing some presidential shit over the last few years. That's what I'm saying, bro. Campaigning and shit, raising yeah. money and shit. I think he raised like a million dollars or something. Hey, man, they said that's why Clef where all that money went from the uh, the money he raised for the hurricane. So, hey, man, when you're a celebrity, you can do a lot of stuff. So, I mean, look at Brett Favre, you see? Look how they treated my man in Mississippi. So, hey, when you're... That's somebody- Mississippi, though. I just can't believe Malaysia thought, like, we could get something out of prize. I think that was just the best they could do. <laughs> it was the best they could do, and they got far. Like I said, the guy, he got to meet Obama. Prize was there. 
I don't know if he got to link up with President Trump, but hey, man, Prize telling them he's an FBI informant and then them saying, yeah, you still going to jail. That had me laughing, man. But why, do you think uh, people knew that he was an informant? I saw 50 Cent saying, yeah, I knew never to hang out with him or something. People are wow. trying to say, uh, my bad, uh, you go ahead. I'm going to find this exact tweet from Kyrie Irving, man, because <laughs> he had me weak. Oh, he had something to say? That's crazy. Yes, he's from New Jersey. He's He probably he was like, hey, man, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if people knew who's an informant. I never thought. I just knew people said he was a horrible rapper. And this makes me want to listen to <laughs> Fuji's album just to see how bad he is. Because I feel like by the time Ghetto Superstar came out, I'm sure his skills were still sucking. But I want to hear what people were talking about when it comes to the Fuji's. Like, I want to compare him to Silk the Shocker. All right. So this is what Kyrie Irving said on his Twitter. And I quote, a whole FBI informant was in the Fugees for that long. Got me wondering how many more informants are in entertainment slash media slash politics, silently destroying revolutionary movements from the inside. Then he made, uh, he showed uh, the emoji with the glasses and the big eyebrows, you know, the crouch joint and the mustache. With the monocle. Yeah. Um, not the monocle. It was bifocal. Um Oh. No matter what I got, oh, no matter what, I got to stay poised and aware of who I am around. Hella, end quote. And then another tweet, and I quote, now I see why Miss Lauren Hill and countless others had to retire or disappear from their craft without anyone understanding why. So shout out to all the revolutionary elders and ancestors who saw the writing on the wall and got free, all caps, we need you now more than ever. Hella. So, yeah. End quote. So, yeah. Hella? Hella? Yeah, that's his saying. So, uh, how I, do you spell that? H E L A. So, uh, Kyrie, salute to you. I don't think <laughs> Prize being an informant is why Lauren Hill stopped making music. And I don't think he stopped any revolutionary movements. <laughs> well, the Malaysians will say he stopped their movement. <laughs> But yeah. okay, so um, <laughs> um, immortal cells were later named Hela. Also, Hela is a goddess of the dead in North Norse mythology. Mm. Um, in Sanskrit, it means disrespect and in and an insult, and in Hebrew, it's the female name give. It's a female given name meaning halo. I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kyrie, just shut your punk ass up and just Ooh. waste people's time again next year on whatever team you play and just go away, loser. All your little conspiracy theories and <laughs> bullshit sucks. You suck at knowledge. Nobody <laughs> gives a fuck what you got to say, trick ass nigga. Whoa, what's that about? He's the best dribbler of all time. Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. This nigga you don't like that? Sucks. Man, <clears throat> that nigga so, sucks. So let me ask you this. Do you think that his career only amounts to how much championships he wins? He cannot have a skillful career where he accomplishes a lot with his, his career, career is not even better than Derrick Rose. It ain't got nothing to do with championships. So what? So where is this criticism coming from then? He's just a loser. I just hate the way he spreads knowledge. He does it in a sucky way. 
So why does the earth is flat? Better career because he won the MVP one year. Yeah, and he just has better, cooler highlights, and just Kyrie is like you said, championships don't matter. So the fact that you go to Boston, go to Brooklyn, hate on LeBron, go to Dallas, and everywhere you go, you suck. You don't play full seasons. You fucking sage the fucking gym before you play like a loser. Um. All that shit. You think the earth is flat like a loser? He said he was trolling and it worked. White well, people lost their minds. They I'm happy that he said he was trolling. I'm, not, I'm just happy that he said that. He's I, a troll. I, I think he's a big troll and he likes bothering people because it really hurts their feelings online when he talks. So I think he has fun with it. Well, good for him. I just wish that he played like cared about basketball. That would be cool. But it's his life. He gets to do what he wants. He's rich. He does care about basketball. He plays. Uh, what like 30 games a season yeah if you if you work the job where you got paid a hundred percent for 30 percent of the work you do the same thing we all would i just respect Kyrie for doing that i don't think i would if i had his skill set i don't think so what you would want to work every day if yeah why not nigga i got one life to live why the fuck i want to just be lazy because if you're gifted i'm gifted why why do you want to go to work man Cause I'm gifted and I get, I want to fucking, I care about basketball. Like I, I would want to like cement my name somehow besides just being a good dribbler and a weirdo. He has cemented his name. He's going to the hall of fame. Okay. One of the greatest basketball players ever. So I want to know, do you, do you, did you like 2010s that decade of basketball over the two thousands? Uh, no. Cause the two thousands is my childhood. So everything is always cooler in your childhood. And do you think that the 2020s so far, do you think that it could possibly surpass the 2010s? In terms of what? Entertaining you, just you enjoying the game, you watching the game, being a spectator. Do you think you'll like it more or do you think the 2010s will be better than this decade so far? Uh... The talent is more, but the style of play makes basketball whack to me because everyone does the same thing. It's a three-point contest, pick-and-roll contest, so that's kind of dry. It's kind of like with football. It's like you know 75% of the time they're going to throw it, so it kind of takes away from the strategy aspect. But no, football is still a lot of strategy. But it's just, you know, the style of play, because everyone plays similarly, similarly, it isn't as fun as sports as a kid. Like even in baseball, I remember watching, oh, yeah, this team likes to steal bases. This team likes to hit home runs. This team likes to manufacture runs. Now everyone plays the same way. So in that aspect, sports isn't as fun to watch today, but it's not because of the talent, just because analytics killed you know, styles of play. Everyone plays the same way because analytics tells them to. So, And also, has any of that happened in soccer? I'm sure it hasn't. I'm oh, sure, yeah, soccer, yeah. I'm sure soccer, soccer has only gotten better and it's no, no. better every year and nope. nothing bad it's you can say about same. it. You think nerds only care about American sports? Nerds care about all sports. They dominate everything. So nerds have taken the saw <laughs> of soccer to nerds. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> They keep hey, messing up think? stuff. They messed up rap too, Con. They tried to mess up rap. Well, 
didn't work. <laughs> People got more stupid. Nah, rap did mess up, but I don't think it's well. It is kind of because of uh analytics but it is also because of the type of people that are making rap and then the type of people that the mainstream wants to sell so music you can say i mean things peak at certain eras so for example with rap i think there's more people maybe trying to make music today so you would think the talent pool should be higher but it's just harder to find those people so yeah, it's not like music is as good anymore. Like what's the like we've talked about this before when I think it was a week or two ago when you were referencing a rapper's verse. And I was like, hey, we don't even talk about who what a rapper has the best verse anymore because the mainstream rappers don't care about bars. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, the quality of things are always gonna lessen in certain aspects. And when you have uh something that's lasted a long period of time there's always going to be different peaks and different you know valleys so I think right now we in a valley of a lot of things we ain't in the peak of nothing for real so what would you except do for, except for chat gpt and ai that's the so, peak of that. so what would you do if your son was at home crying all along on the bedroom floor because he's hungry and the only way to feed him is to sleep with a man with a, for a little bit of money because his daddy's gone Somewhere smoking rock now, in and out of lock now. You don't have a job now. What would you do? I would be the homie selling the dad the rock. Oh, true. Would you go sleep with his mom for for some money? What, prostitution? Yeah. That's the only way to feed him. Sleep with a man for a little bit of money. Would, would Would you be that man? Nah, I don't sleep with dudes. I'm not attracted to men. I didn't say sleep with a man. Yeah, that's what you're saying. That's the lyrics you're singing. It's a woman singing it. <laughs> All right. So what do you want me to do? Anyways. You want me so, to be a gigolo? So anyways, tell me how soccer. Gigolo, um, making lots of dough. Can't our, you can't it. sing that. You can't sing that. Why not? Because <clears throat> uh, Sylvester wrote it. Is that his name? Yeah. His name is Robert Sylvester Kelly. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so, <laughs> so soccer was it better in the two thousands or the two thousand tens? And do you think this decade has started off better than the two thousand tens? As far uh, as being a spectator and watching it, the game and shit. Uh, like I said, um, because of analytics and structured, play- like break it down to like a person like me who doesn't really watch soccer. Why the game might not be as fun anymore? Is it the, the same, same as basketball? Like I, if you heard what I said a few minutes, I ago. heard what you said, but say it in so- all say sports the are the same. Analytics have killed all sports. So how has analytics killed soccer? What? So they don't have the same. Basically, people are playing the same. Is what you're saying? They're playing like robots. Everyone plays the same style, trying mm. to exploit the same space do the same thing sports is dead music is dead Damn. entertainment is dead damn just get money stay true and enjoy whatever weather the government gives us okay it's so is, is academics dead oh of course come on man <laughs> these kids know they don't need to go to college you can chat gpt everything come on man finessing and hustling ain't dead though right well it's adjusted you know it's gone to the web and with the web is a lot of paper trail and that's getting a lot of young brothers and sisters caught up. So pimping ain't died and just moved to think, the web. They think because they cr- commit a crime on incognito mode, no one can trace it. Silly kids. 
<laughs> so so pimping didn't die, just moved to the web. Oh, you already know that. Dan was Pimpsey ahead of his time. He knew about uh, OnlyFans before it came out. Well, there it was popping already. You know what was going on in the 2000s. Video girls, cam girls, porn, it was popping. So that was already going on. Hmm. So he was just saying what was going on at that time. What's dead is the pimp. Women don't need pimps anymore because everything's online. So, yeah, the pimp is dead. That's hmm. why we got brothers like Larry June and Jay Worthy having to rap now. They can't pimp all the time. It's hard. Sugar yeah. Free even got married. He turned it in. Pimping looks crazy in today's age. Standing out on the corner. <laughs> Standing out women and shit. Standing out on the corner looks crazy, period. No one, no drug dealer with honor and integrity stands on a corner anymore. I think they do in Baltimore. Well, if they do it in Baltimore, that's because the government and the police gave up. That's just their ghetto. That's like uh, it's like Amsterdam. Remember the wire when they said, "Let them have this ghetto to sell drugs and be bad." Mm, yeah. Speaking of Baltimore, shout out to Tank Davis. You wanted to talk about the gentleman that escorted him before he knocked out Ryan Garcia. Damn, he knocked him out with a body punch. That wasn't technically a knockout, but it was a knockdown. It's a knockout. It's a technical knockout. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Chief Keith Sosa. Um, that's pretty cool for him to, you know, not be as musically relevant and to be able to walk somebody out um, during a major fight. You know, Tank is the face of, he's absolutely the face of boxing, as Floyd said a long time ago and as he repeated on Friday night. Or was that Saturday night? Saturday night. Um, yeah, I was just wondering. I was thinking like, wow, Chief Keith is still, you know, he's still revered and it just made me wonder, can can or has Lil Dirk surpassed him as far as I don't think impact if we go about if sliders, but um maybe success or you know, I don't know what other sliders I could use, but has Lil Dirk surpassed Chief Keith? Can he surpass him since he's been more successful than him for like the last five years? What do you think about that uh stupid comparison? Because you know, people love doing like me, love doing stupid comparisons. Yeah, I know you like comparing them because they're both black disciples from the south side of Chicago. Shout out the old block. No, it just made me wonder because Dirk is the guy. You know, he's the top Chicago rapper and he has been for a while now. But and he could walk somebody out on during a game too. But Chief Keith did and it just made me wonder, can Dirk ever pass him? Has he passed him? And or was Ch Chief Keith in terms or, of passing what his legacy? Yeah, or was Are you Chief talking Keith... about the all-time rankings? Like, because that's Leg what you're talking about, right? Like, who all-time? If we had an amount, uh, an amalgamation of all of those things that you uh, named, like, I don't think he can do it in legacy. But just like, if you combine the all-time rankings, legacy, you know, impact and like relevance, uh, hit making, all that stuff. I know it's a loaded question. But you're a journalist, so. I mean, I feel like we discuss this every couple months, but it is interesting why you like to compare these two. I get it. I just look at it like Chief Keith. <clears throat> excuse me. Chief Keith is a Hall of Fame rapper. His peak has passed a long time ago. He was there performing Love Sosa, which came out 2012. We were 21 years old. 
we're 32 now. So if you're talking about legacy, yeah, Chief Keith is always going to have that. But if you're talking about who's more successful, then it's obviously Little Dirk. That's what it is. So if you want to compare which ghost looks cooler, then Chief Keith is always going to have the coolest ghost, meaning the legacy, because of what he did from 2011 to 2014. But if you're just talking about who's been more successful, who maximized their career, then it's Little Dirk. Yeah, I agree. That's it. If Chief Keith, you know, had better person or better social skills, he should still be dominating rap right now, like Future and all these guys that popped up in 2010, 2011. Not even all these guys, because Future is like literally the only one left. But I feel like Chief Keith could have been like that too. Chief Keith, for me, he could have been the street version of Tyler the Creator in terms of being a rapper that produces, that has a cool collective, that had cool merch. He could have done all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that wasn't his... That he tried to give him beats by Dre. Yeah, like, Chief Keith was supposed to be the new 50 Cent. He was supposed to be the new mogul. Everybody, all the young kids would have wanted to sign a Chief, uh, Chief Keith if he kept GBE as a legit label. All the kids would have wanted to sign him. His beats are dope. They're weird. I think he should produce more for other people, but hey, that's not what he wants to do. But I'm happy for him that he still looks good. He looks all right. He's healthy. He doesn't look like he's struggling. He still does shows. He still makes music. He still gets to enjoy his life after coming out of that crazy environment that the South Side of Chicago is. So they both won in life. Chief Keith is what I prefer personally, and I think his legacy is bigger. I don't think Little Dirk, no matter what he does, he don't have no fin. You can have all the Billboard songs you want. He don't have a finito. Yeah, he don't. It'll even he can have all the Billboard songs he wants. He doesn't have a love so so or a don't like. So it's hard to top that. That's very <laughs> true, and he doesn't have rappers like Glorilla naming themselves after a Chief Keith like slogan. And even new rappers like that girl, Sexy Red, has a whole song where she copies one of his songs off his last album. Yeah, I mean, even Jay-Z shouted out Chief Keef, the gorilla in the fucking coop from Finito. So, I mean, hey, it's hard. Little Dirk is doing his thing. He's balling. I didn't like his album last year that much, 7220. But, hey, what happened to Virgil was a big song. That was cool. But yeah, I don't think Dirk, no matter what he does, can surpass Chief Keith. Is Dirk in the top 10 of Chicago hip hop? All time? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, you got a Kanye, Twista, Common, Lupe. That's the Mount Rushmore to me in terms of who's actually the most skilled. And then Chief Keith, that's five. The Brat. She's in there. Chance, I think Debrat, Chance, and Dirk. All right, put, let's I be mean, clear. Let's be clear. Some people you, will be mad because I didn't say like uh, do or do or die or. Let's be clear. Cru- crucial conflict. Debrat album. When I was younger. Which one? Functified. What songs do you remember from it? So Functified. 
what are this the Brad songs do you recall? Because I'm just like, hey man, what do you like? A whole lot of foreplay. What do you like? Me on top with the Montel Jordan sample. Mm-hmm. And that's well, that's it. not a Montel Jordan sample, but he sampled it too. That's like a song from the 70s, 80s. But damn, I gotta hear that. Do-do-do-do. Whoa, Do-do-do-do. yeah, it's a real player. Montel Jordan sampled that. Yeah. It's a sample of um what's her name? See, I'm old school, Jamal. It's Claudia Berry. Mm. Love for the sake of love. Check that out. Okay. Yeah, man. Is it jiggy like the Montel Jordan one? Yeah, man. Okay. I might uh, have to, um... Go on YouTube right now. Type in love for the sake of love and let that lock in so when we finish pot and you tune in, I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy it. Okay. That's going to be that's going to be a that's going to be a track you get fresh to this summer, man. Okay. But Dang. yeah, I mean, the Brad, that's what I'm starting. He's I'm, the first female rapper to go platinum. She has to be in the Chicago top 10. I'm just making sure because I look at it like this. We have to start being honest. She's <laughs> a legend, but I want you to, hey, is she a legend just because she had some hit songs or do you really respect her artistry? Because I know, hey, hip hop and most music is started as a single genre, but then I think like other genres, hip hop peaked in the nineties when it became in the late eighties and from probably 1988 to 98. I think that's the peak because it became an album genre, but it is built on singles and the brat does have a lot of dope singles, but I'm like, Hey man, you really listen to our album or is it just, no, nah, she was hot. She, she had a dope verse on the uh, ladies night. She did, and she killed the um, what's that joint? <laughs> what was the remix? Oh, I think they like me. Then she killed that verse. I'm so happy you gave you name gave me that name. I couldn't figure out the name because I have a song because you know Serato allows you to play with stems now. Word, yeah, yeah, I heard. So, oh my god, my mashup game is about to get stupid. Oh, and there's another track that I already used to. I took the I found the acapella of this track, and I would play it with oh i think they like me but now i can just get the stems and take out the bass and the chords and take out and just leave the vocals and play it over the oh i think they like me so it can even be so it can be even cleaner you know why serato did that by the way why they were scared of kanye's stem player (laughs) which which lets you isolate the stems of songs and they said oh hell no nigga Thank you, Kanye. I appreciate that because yeah, I'm about to get, get stupid this summer. Take your idea. I'm about to get dumb this summer. I get to make so many songs. I already have so many beats and like vocals. Piss me off, man. I have so much shit like that. I've already done them out. Like I did it manually. Now I get to cheat and use a stem cell or well, a stem player. I said stem cell. Yeah, there you go. Look at them. <laughs> Look what but, they um, do the music. See, AI. So you put Dirk above the brat. Nah, you can have the bread. I don't even know what number we had. Yeah, Dirk could be the top 10, whatever, man. The chance, the chance the rapper too. Yeah, go ahead. Shout out to you getting it popping in Jamaica, having fun at Carnival. Everybody mad at you trying to snitch on you, man. Maybe his wife knew he was having fun at Carnival. What what is the internet telling on him for? She did. Uh, you know, come man. on, man. You know what I'm saying? He's a family man. He's provided them a nice family. He loves her. He loves yeah, her. Even his wife defended him when he was allegedly messing with a transvestite. So leave them alone, please. Oh man, that's scary. That's a lot of 
That's bad, but I'm not gonna oh, mention it. Yeah. I'm not gonna mention it, but that's still not as bad. Not as bad, man. Love is love. It's still not as bad as some shit that has been going on around here lately. So, hey, man, love is blind and it'll take over your mind, right? Yeah, and if you think it's love, it's truly not. You need to elevate and find. I actually heard that song over the weekend. Oh, that shouldn't be. Hey, man, don't I was you... eating tacos? Uh, is it isn't isn't weekends candy time? Why are you hearing that track? I asked the person who was playing it, like uh, I was eating some tacos from uh, this Puerto Rican shorty. She made them. They was banging too, just regular ground beef tacos. But I guess since she got that uh, Boricua flavor, she just knew what to do with it, mm. and. Uh, Love is Blind came on our shuffle. I'm like, what the fuck? And then another song came on that was pretty violent. I was like, yo, mm. I was like, Emily, what, what's going on? Like, what the fuck is you? What are you doing with your music? She's like, it's on shuffle. I don't know. Mm, sick. I hope you're all right, Emily. Leave that man if he ain't treating you right. Yeah, Eve uh, popped him at the in the last verse. Yes, yeah, she did. What a strong woman, man. Shout out to Eve. Dylan Brooks finally made another three. Yeah, you you wanted a hot game. The Lakers woke up just for you, bro. I know. I hope they win. Yeah, get me too. Memphis, get these Memphis boys out of here. Get these Twizzlers out of here. Uh, Ugly-ass jerseys. Uh, man, let me ask you something, man. The NFL draft is uh, the first round starts this week. Tomorrow, we publish this podcast on Thursday. So when you hear it, the draft will maybe be starting or maybe not. But are you excited about the draft? Do you care about the draft? Or is it just like another thing that's a TV show and it doesn't matter because it's not real football being played? No, I'm pretty excited, actually. I'm like pressed on football. Like, I can't wait for that shit to come back. But I'm I'm patient. Like, I'm happy that I get to have a summer and then football comes right after. Like, it's like... I'm not even really tripping like that. But, yeah, I want to see where these quarterbacks go. I'm excited about them. I don't really know much about Anthony Richardson. He seems like a project. But I saw Hendon Hooker. I laugh at his name all the time. No disrespect. Yeah, but I saw Hooker. I saw Hendon Hooker play um, for Tennessee. He seemed all right. But, and and um, I definitely saw Bryce Young. I like him. He seems like he just does everything right. Even when he throws the ball away, it looks cool and smart and quick and computerized. And I want to see where this Alabama running back is going to go. I want to see where the Tennessee running back is going to go. And I want to see if teams – and it's fun to see teams like the Salamanders, the Washington Salamanders, to see that if they're going to be smart and draft like a tackle or if they're going to trade back. Like the strategy of the draft is fun. And it's and now that I'm older and it's not all just about like sensationalism. Whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> it's not just about that. I want to see how teams – like what pieces they're going to add, especially like in the second, third rounds and stuff. Cause there's, you know, there's only 32 picks in the first round, obviously. 31 because the dolphins lost their first round pick for cheating. You know, remember? Oh, no. Well, when uh, that brother Brian Flores told on them. Yeah. Logic. <laughs> oh no. Brian, Brian Flores. Flores, the blackity black. Yeah. Yeah. The black Spanish dude. Dang. Shout out the prize. And, uh, Brian Flores, they're not foundational black Americans, and they tell him. Well, Brian Flores, I'll let him tell in the NFL. I don't care about what? that. <laughs> tell but, them, them niggas. Nah, they man, give you a job. Up. They don't want to give you a job. They better not call so the, him. He works, he works for the Vikings now. He's the defensive coordinator over there. But um, it's only 31 picks, so there's a lot of players in his second, third, fourth round. You know what I'm saying? So... It's just fun to think like 32 people went, not 32 positions, 
So there's going to be corners out there. There's going to be safeties. Just, and if you got like an eye like Andy Reid, you might be able to find a Tyreek Hill or a Travis Kelsey or a fucking, um, damn, I forgot what the young dude's name is who took Clyde Edwards Hilaire's spot. Oh, Pacheco? Yeah, you might be able to find a Pacheco. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's just, there's a lot of players. Like, mm-hmm. so that's the fun part about it. It's like fantasy draft times 10. Yeah, man, as a guy that used to support DC sports teams, the draft is always my favorite part of the sports calendar because I like to imagine that I'm a general manager that knows about sports like they do, and I can evaluate talent, see what works, see what fits. But, you know, as you get older, it stresses you out when you see all the propaganda that goes behind the scenes. but. Why do you think, excuse me, picking a tackle, it's always safe, right? Because we don't really know how good they are. Like the Chiefs took Eric Fisher with the first pick, and that boy was a big busty bust, but no one cares. Most of the time, most of, but most of the time when when a tackle slated to be really good, they usually are for the most part. Robert Gallery was a big busty bust for the Raiders. I remember those busts at offensive linemen. They just safe because we don't really know. Dang. So do you get lucky with the Joe Thomases and Trent Williams? Yeah, man. I've seen bus and um Jason Peters and shit. Yeah, I mean, look at uh dang, what was my man's name? Uh he was like a guard, uh, he was a tackle, but they they put that boy everywhere on the line and he was still poo. I'm dang it, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, the Tyron Smiths. Oh no, he's good, right? The Cowboys, homie. Yeah, like I mean Jason Peters was too, and Obviously, so was um Joe Thomas, and that's what people really be wanting. That's when I think of a tackle that can that you want. You, I think of Trent Williams and Joe Thomas. To me, those are the best tackles of like my time, mm. my era. Joe Thomas was like that dude played for the Browns his whole career though. But I remember when he was coming out. I remember when he was in the league. He lasted a long time. But I mean, I just feel like. Yeah, the, the Salamanders, they need to get an offensive lineman. They already have skill positions. I heard that they have, like, too many linebackers. There's some good corners out there. I'll get a corner or an offensive lineman so that that loser quarterback that they have, you can really see if he's good. Because I think that guy stinks. I don't even know anything about him, so I'm ignorantly speaking. But I forgot his name already again. Somebody told me at work. What's his name again? Who? The Salamanders quarterback. Mm. He don't even sound like he can be a star. Sam Howell. That's his name, Sam Howell. What's wrong with that name? I think he don't even sound like he can be a star or nothing. What does a star quarterback's name sound like? Sam Howell. That doesn't sound like a fucking star. (laughs) Sam Howell? Sam? There's no good Sams at quarterback. The only good Sam is Sam Cassell. Sam Bradford wasn't bad. He just got hurt a lot. That nigga stinks. That's my point. Sam Bradford. I'm hey. glad they got Jacoby Brissett. He about to take that spot ASAP by the fifth uh, week. You think you think a black man Jacoby's going to save the day? All right. Sam Howell, bro. Like, that don't even sound like you're supposed to be anything. Jacoby Brissett sounds like he's supposed to have a focused barbecue grill in Kansas City, not a quarterback. White six one quarterbacks are never good. He's he went he played at North Carolina basketball school. This is just a lot of stinky behavior going on. 
Jacoby Brissett sounds like he makes focus brisket. But still, he he he's like a David Garrard, and he's like six five at least. Man, he's he's like he's not even David Garrard. David Garrard, I think, made a Pro Bowl before on accident. Jacoby can play for you. He can play for a team. He just won't win or he won't win you a game. And Sam Howell can play for a team. He's just not going to do nothing. I mean, they they the same, basically. They should have kept kept ODU's finest, Taylor Heineke. That nigga got game. He got gamer shit inside of him. Yeah, let him go back home and sit down. Sam Howell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Do you know what team Tyler Heineke plays for now? The Falcons. He's from yeah, Georgia. your beloved Falcons, your favorite team. Nah, you know I'm with that flock boy, purple and gold, purple and black. Look at you! Don't even know what they. <laughs> hey, hey, they got gold on their helmets, purple and black. You know, you know what I mean? you were always smart at? I what? always tell you this: you were smart to not be a sports fan. Just watch sports. Mm-hmm. That's Fantasy cool. made it even easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need no team. <laughs> yeah, you I'm don't. excited that Aaron Rodgers is going to look stupid on the Jets and lose. Come? He's going to waste our time and make a few good passes and, and not win the Super Bowl like a loser. just told us a few months ago they have the best young secondary in the world. and they have- that, guy, that guy, that regular quarterback stinks. He's not going to do anything cool. Hey, Go to the Super Bowl once in your life and get the fuck out of here. Move. Get your diva punk ass out of here. Nobody wants to see you anymore. Why not? Because he's not a dog. He's a he's a diva. He gets hissy fits. I mean, he gets really up mad if a rookie receiver drops a, a ball. Loser. Feel like that happens a lot. No, but you're supposed to build them back up. You know, not supposed to be like a little bitch and never pass it to him again. If that's your best fucking receiver, you idiot. It took him a long time to pass it to rookie, Christian Watson. He waited till like week 13 to start passing it to Christian Watson and he went crazy. Dummy. Hey man, all I know is Aaron Rodgers is with him every day. If he knew that guy was gonna help him win, he would do that, I think. But hey. Yeah, Randall Cobb sure would have helped him win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who the hell is Christian Watson? You make it seem like he's a superstar. <laughs> he will be. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, he is. As far as athleticism goes, he's the most he's he's new Randy Moss. Yeah, good luck with Jordan Love, nigga. We'll never. Jordan hear Love's that. not that bad to me. Yeah, we ain't hearing about the Green Bay Packers until the probably the twenty thirties. Nah, Jordan Love is not that bad. He's better than Sam fucking Howell. That nigga sounds like a dog breed. Hey man, Jordan Love, I'll see you later. Didn't he? Oh yeah, so he should be okay. Cause didn't that? Didn't he go to North Dakota State? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't trust those. No, they to, need to get them out of there. Like went to Utah State. He, he went... <laughs> Utah State's better than North fucking Dakota State. All this North Dakota State bullshit. These, I know they be winning like the Division Two fucking yeah, national he went championship. To Utah State. That's what they need mean. to get these North Dakota State niggas out of here. Trey Lance and fucking Carson Wentz. Like you guys ruined it. They need like a whole decade before we allow them to get picked in the first round as quarterbacks. Yeah, Trey Lance lost his job to a seventh-round pick. They trying to trade him, supposedly, so. Yeah, get these North Dakota State niggas out of here, please. And Carson Wentz, he's at home looking for a job. So maybe he should start Jacoby Brissett's barbecue and grill. 
Nah, Jacoby Brissett, he needs to start. Ron Rivera, get the fuck out of here. Go home. Take your boring ass home. Nobody cares about the 85 Bears. You guys only won once. Hmm. So you're only good if you win more than once? Uh, that seems to be a recurring theme. I'm just saying. Uh, first, you, first, you had to win one. Now you got to win more than one. I'm just saying, for him to have a job just because he played for them and just, just get out of here, bro. Like, move. Like, I'll give a, I'll give a 01 Buccaneers. I'll give a 02, whatever year it was, 01 Buccaneers player, like, a nice decade of coaching. I mean, after if they suck after that, get out of here. I don't care if you played for the 01 Bucks. Fuck out of here. You make it seem like he only is on – uh, he's only on a coaching staff because he played for the Yeah, it is. That nigga stinks. <laughs> All his teams suck. The only reason why he did anything is because of Cam Newton. Hey, man. He stinks. Old school ass nigga. He sucks. This nigga probably has a fullback on his team and doesn't use him cool like uh, Kyle Shanahan does. Hey, man. Do you think anybody on the 2002 Bucks wants to be a coach? No. John Lynch is like some type of president or some He's shit. He's an executive. Exactly. I'm above the coach, nigga. Speaking of old niggas, did you ever listen to that Swiss Beats album? Yeah, it was trash. <laughs> it was. I didn't listen. I'm going to listen to it so I can compare it to dramas. I just realized that Swiss Beats is like the most legendary producer with the weakest signature sound. Like Showtime. His signature sound is not tight. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I get it. I almost thought, I almost had to, I almost went back and looked at your career and was trying to figure out his Swiss beats, only a legend because he's a product of nepotism. But he does have good beats. I know your uncles did start Rough Riders, so that's why you were able to produce for DMX, but you do have good beats. It's just, yeah, in 2023, they stink. Yeah, that New York summertime fun yeah, that he does like that. You know that when New Yorkers want to say, "Look, we know how to have fun." It always yeah, sounds like that, that is. They need him to have fun, and that's not good. Like, and it always sounds like it, and they always like you. Like, oh, I need that for this summer. I'm a loser ass New York nigga that likes old <laughs> school rap. Oh, I got New York ears. I need that for this summer. I can imagine me on 45th. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna. Just, Nigga, you're going to be up there in the summer. You're Mr. New York. I can imagine me on 45th or Broadway Avenue doing talking to something nice to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be you on Juneteenth. Nah, my shit yeah, on look Juneteenth. Nah. My well, stuff on Juneteenth is going to be, all I really want is to be happy. Mm. And never too much, never too much. That's, yeah. that's going to be me on Juneteenth. Hey. I'm talking squibbies to you, baby. A white woman? Hey. Hell yeah. <laughs> that white woman gets the party started, hey, nigga. Look at him. You don't want to hear the monster. Nah, I don't want to hear none of that New York, that new age New York bullshit that hey. y'all have. Hey. Yeah, that, hey, man. Uh, the best song was the J Electronica song where <laughs> you get to hear Swiss Beats drums because it's just the easy, uh, I think like a four bar loop just drumless song 
and it does sound like Nas was supposed to be on it, but he probably uh, got scared and didn't give a verse in. Yeah, he never lets people who's supposed to yeah, rap. He didn't want to rap with JLX because he shot it up because JLX shouted him out. He said it's the God, it's like the God in JLX, like Nas the God in JLX. And then it was just one verse, and I was like, hey man, Nas is supposed to be on this song, but yeah, he didn't want to. Did Jay Electronica say any like Muslim stuff on there? Of course. Did he mention like Sumerian texts and you know Maku- it. come on, man? Mama say mama makusa and all come that on, kind of man. shit he be saying. You know his formula to writing. Shout out to the Knicks. They about to get the Cavs out of here. 4-1 easy peasy. I thought the Cavaliers were going to win this series, but man, was I wrong. Joe Budden was right. Shout Damn, how come Luka's not in the playoffs? You said who? Luka. What do you mean? How come he's not in the playoffs? Because he only plays one side of the ball. He said Playoffs? He- Said he has to learn how to get in shape and play defense. Dang, white mellow. <laughs> Damn. Dang, the NBA is like, you better get play defense like Larry Bird, nigga. We trying to make you the face of the league. <laughs> nah, you know how it is. I don't think, um, I don't think, not even I don't think, what we've seen, the history has shown is that White Americans do not care for white Europeans. Dirk Nowitzki wasn't the face of the NBA after he beat LeBron in the finals. They don't care. But he so couldn't cross you up, though. Back MVPs, they didn't care. If mm. you're not a white American, they don't care about you. That's mm. why they love Austin Reeves and treat him like he's Michael Jordan, because he's a white American. Or Caruso? Yeah, yeah. Caruso's a baller. They love Caruso. Yeah. Well, everybody loves Caruso. He's a one of the best defensive players in the NBA, and he looks like that. And he looks like Elmer Fudd did in Space Jam, because you know Elmer Fudd had a headband too. Yeah, he had no top, you know. So yeah, that's what it is. America doesn't care about white Europeans; they only care about white Americans. So Luca will never be the face in the NBA. They would rather have John Morant. Nah, I think you're mistaken. White white boys be loving them white players. Yeah, but not enough to be the face of a league. You know what it means to be the face of the league? That's the old white like man different. basketball fan is gone now. They're young. The, like that old white man that loves basketball, like them mad dog ass niggas. They're not around anymore. They left basketball. They only care yeah. about baseball now because no. Iverson and them got them out of there. They were like, hell no. That's no. not true because baseball, they're letting them celebrate more. There's old people that are mad about baseball. It's getting more hip-hop and swaggy now. Yeah, they walk their walkout songs be like rap songs and That's shit. That's what I'm saying. They don't like that, but they still dominate. White Americans still dominate baseball, so that's still fun for them. White Americans don't dominate basketball. White Americans still dominate football, so they have fun with that. So that's where I think the difference is, like, White Even America, though they don't dominate football anymore. They do in certain aspects. They do. They still have Travis Kelsey. They still have ballers. Mm-hmm. They still have Hall of Famers. They still have... Joey Bosa. Yeah, they still have uh, fucking... What's that white boy? The Bengals. Joe Burrow. They still Yo, have, Joe Burrow. Yeah, they still have white men that are balling. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so they Cooper Cup just had the triple crown. So yeah, mm-hmm. they still dominate football. It's just basketball. They don't have that anymore, and they gave up. That's why the white Europeans can have it. You guys go and lose to the blacks. There was a white PE teacher at Forest Park. I don't remember his name, but he used to coach for at Forest Park like before I got there. And me and uh, Nate Brown both played linebacker. And 
when he would like refer to Nate Brown, he, he knew Nate played linebacker. He would call them white linebackers. Hey, Erlacher, get over here. Like, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> he would call them white linebackers mm-hmm. only. He it. wouldn't, he would never call them like Brooks or like Lewis. <laughs> he would only call them white linebackers. Because it's still their position, boy. I forgot what linebacker, like white boys used to be able to play that a lot. They still do. <laughs> Vander Esch with his neck roll. Yeah, man. Nah, they're not killing neck rolls. They're not killing it like uh, the nigga on the uh, Dolphins and Bill Romanowski and Erlacher. They out of there. Well, yeah, the position of middle linebacker and linebacker in general has changed, right? They got rid of a lot of that hard-hitting. Yeah, them niggas are not cool anymore. So now you have to be good. It's more about being able to cover in space and cover someone man-on-man, so... That's going to get rid of the Zach Thomases and all those guys. Bobby Wagner was like the last cool one. Luke Keekley was a monster, though. He just kept getting hurt. He was yeah, a, he could have been a Hall of Famer. He's the end of that. He's the last great white middle linebacker. Now we don't have that anymore because the sports changes. Like That's why I like the same thing. That's why football isn't as tight to me anymore. My favorite running back, my favorite positions growing up in football was running back in safety. Both of those positions are dead. They'll never be the way it was when I was a kid liking the sport of football. So, yeah, just for example, that has changed the way the game is played. It doesn't look as cool to me. It's still tight, though. It's still a great sport. But, yeah, those simple things. But In basketball, they got rid of the big man. Post-up play. I know, Mm -hmm. hey, post-up play doesn't look as cool, but it was tight. I like seeing that craft. I like seeing Tim Duncan do his thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I like to see Shaq work on his right shoulder finger roll. I used to like seeing stuff like that because when I played basketball, I was a big man. So I used to like seeing post play. I used to like seeing Michael Jordan. Zach Randolph? And Kobe post-up people. Zach Randolph was good at his post-up game. I liked his face-up game more. His Mm. mid-range jump shot was smooth. Mm. But yeah, man, sports ain't as good as it used to be. Music ain't as good as it used to be. You know, entertainment ain't as good as it used to be. Well, we still shining. We still thriving, man. So shit was all good just a week ago? Shit was all good 20 years ago. Why did Jay-Z have Too Short on that song, just to say that? Um, I think, oh yeah, he really wanted Pimp C on that song, but Pimp C didn't want to do it. Pimp C was supposed to do the hook and have a verse, but Pimp C didn't want to do it. So that's why he got Too Short to just do the hook. Damn, he needed another. Why do you want a pimp on there? I thought Too Short did rap on it. He didn't. I don't think so. I thought he. I think he does have a verse on it. Why do he want a pimp on there so bad? That's not even like a pimpy song. Because he wants that realism that they give. They're reality rappers. They're game spitters. He wanted a game spitter. That's the brilliance of Jay Z. Jay Z has always been a lyricist that markets himself as a game spitter. So he likes game spitters, but even though he never wanted to rap with E40, because I think that's just too weird for him. <laughs> too weird. <laughs> yeah, E40, like he, you know, he used to get, he would get lost in his style and just leave Earth on the beat and just, he'll like use something really weird, like fucking, he would say ventriloquist and to make a point or something. <laughs> he gets all in your head like a neurologist. Yeah, I was just listening to that yesterday. And he has a partner by the name of Tupacalypse. Mm-hmm. 
before we go, are you gonna watch that uh documentary of that Biggie double album joint, Life After Death? I think it's gonna be on the Roku channel this weekend, and then it's gonna be on the YouTube on um, on Biggie's YouTube channel like on Monday. Are you gonna watch that? Do you no no bad bad boy stuff sucks. It's not they don't have that much depth. They don't have cool stories behind it like Tupac and his mom being a Black Panther and all kinds of cool shit that you can see in Tupac and like Bob Marley stuff. This is nothing but just Diddy like motivating him and shit. Diddy's like he he can't really get into those kind of bags like that. It, they're like documentaries and movies suck compared to like Tupac stuff. Not to be an, another comparison boy, but has there but there's never been a documentary about a Tupac album, has there? Not an album, but Yeah, that's what it is. It's a documentary but, about one album. It's just going to be him eating chicken and smoking weed and freestyling. I don't that's even think that. Biggie's going to I don't know how much studio footage it's going to be. It's going to be more so Angie Martinez interviewing all the people that work on the album. Oh yeah, no, I'm definitely not watching that. You know, Tupac <laughs> got Tupac got studio footage, a lot of it. So. Yeah, I mean, studio. It's not like you're really watching them make a song. You just seen a 20 second clip here, there, 10 second clip. Nigga smoking a lot of cigarettes, writing in his North Carolina jersey. We don't and have telling to- the outlaws like, hey man, you do your verse, you do it this way, you do it this way. We taking too much time to do this. All you got to do is do this. Da 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 da. This nigga lay down the hook. Whatever the last thing that this nigga said gonna be the name of the song. Stuff like that. What if they have? We don't have nothing like that with Biggie. It's just gonna be him. Well, we like, don't know the documentaries about you. It's just gonna be him singing like some '70s song, eating chicken <laughs> and like Mace laughing. Whoa! <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna watch it because I'm still a Biggie fan. He's not in my top five favorite rappers. I'm actually gonna watch it too because I was like, I mean, we, uh, it's Biggie, and we don't get. To- that much biggie stuff so i'm gonna watch I it i think, think life it. after death was the greatest double album in rap history but now nah, it is all eyes on me i was wrong nah and he's still your top five favorite rapper nah he's out of there all eyes on me is the best double disc mm-hmm. easy i had to get rid of that. that's what i've had to do a lot as an adult i had to get rid of i had to get rid of that fandom goggles i had to realize Jay-Z is better than Nas. Tupac is better than Biggie. LeBron is good. Tupac's not... I mean, Biggie's Biggie's better at rapping when it comes to just rapping than Tupac, though. Yeah, what the the fuck does that mean? That don't mean nothing to me. I mean, it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just he's just the best rapper when it comes to just, like, hey, rap. Just rap, right? Here's the beat, rap. I don't like that music. I like music. Who makes music? Not who's who raps. I don't. Give it's a- like saying like a guitar player is the best guitar player, but there's somebody who might can't make, make a song. Better, there's somebody who might make better songs. Like, yeah. p- like most people think Jimi Hendrix is the best guitarist, but some people might think fucking Bob Dylan or fucking Santana makes better songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah. yeah. That basically you doing that is just saying Biggie has is great, the best dribbler. That shit don't mean nothing. He the best, he just raps words. Mm-hmm. Shit don't mean nothing. That's and, crazy. Tupac's better than Biggie. He is. New Yorkers won't think that. Didn't Tupac teach Biggie how to rap? Didn't he tell him make songs for the girls? He created them, right? Didn't he even introduce him to Versace? Yeah, five shots couldn't drop him. Yeah, and then 
And then Jay-Z taught Biggie how to rap in his head. So, I mean, hey, Jay-Z and, and Biggie, too. And Big Daddy from Mississippi taught Biggie how to rap, too. Yeah. It's the big one. <laughs> the big one. Wasn't he rapping on a du Juicy sample, too? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Dang. Diddy did that. <laughs> P-Rock said he made the original Juicy beat. But it was too hip hoppy, and then Puppy say, "Yeah, I know what to do with the rest of this. I'll see you later." Diddy saw town. He was liking <laughs> with the big one. Yeah, <laughs> Big Daddy. Uh, next one, one hundred six ninety five. Looks like Memphis is gonna win. Shout out to Dylan Brooks. He's afraid of to talk to the media after making himself a villain. That's crazy. Real sucker shit, but hey, he's a beige baller from Canada. What do you expect? Oh, he's from Canada? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, man. What a fucking loser. Does he represent his country right? Yeah, hell yeah. Whoa. <laughs> ah, he's he's a from, straight He's from action. Mississauga. You know who else is from Mississauga? Mississauga. Yeah, whatever, whatever. You party next door. One of the best ghosts in music. I like Party Next Door, man. Yeah, man. He He's great. He has great date night music. Yeah, and he don't Just work type hard. in Party and press shuffle, and you're going to be covered. You're going to get you some at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. Don't listen to the last album, though, because it wasn't good. Just listen to Party Next Door 1 and 2. Yeah, I wish he would do more fucking And the music. Colors EP. I think Drake locked him up in the basement and chained him and told him, until you do this, you're not coming out. I don't know, man. I just think sometimes brothers are scared. Party Next Door 3 wasn't bad. I don't know. I just feel like some artists are afraid. Oh, that's the wrong way to say it. I can't even say afraid. I just think some artists maybe overthink themselves. And that's why they don't put out stuff like Lauren Hill. The miseducation of Lauren Hill did so well, she was afraid to put out a second album because the standards and the expectations would be too much to live up to. So, hey, she did that, um, that, uh, what's that joint? Uh, what's that MTV joint they used to do? Unplugged. Unplugged. She had that Unplugged album. People hated it. Some cool stuff on it. Kanye got the sample from All Falls Down from there. But, yeah, she stopped making music. So, it's hard, man. I've never had to do something like that. So, hey, who am I to say? That's when you're supposed to just go left field and say, I'm trying something new. Yeah, but that's when you can alienate your audience. And only only the super duper mega stars can afford to, you know, do those experiments. Like Yachty had an experiment. That was cool to those little critics and Questlove's old ass. But then what did he do a few weeks later? He put out a rap song because niggas wasn't listening to that shit. I damn sure I ain't listening to that black Seminole. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you talking about, Florida State nigga. I don't know. Hey. They got psychedelic rock. They love going to psychedelic rock. Hey, shout out to mushrooms and LSD. Yeah, they're natural. Well, not LSD, but I think there's a natural form of LSD. Rest in peace, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, that sucks, man. Dang. Him and Bob Marley and Tupac, not alive. Well, I was referencing rest in peace, Jimmy. For Hattie. LSD, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I want to bring up other old niggas that ain't here. 
other old legends. Yeah. yeah, of course they're legends, but come on, man. Don't mess up Jimi Hendrix solo. He was in the UK. <laughs> well, I look at LeBron trying to pretend like he can dunk when it didn't matter. It was already a he foul. He's 6'9". It was already a foul. That nigga don't get up there no more, man. His old yeah, LeBron is not yeah. fun to watch, man. 38 going on 39, man. That nigga is not fun to watch old. He just be passing and pointing around. Like, go here. You excited for Jack Harlow's album, no, Jackman? No, nope, nope, nope. You see, he's putting out another album fast because everyone shitted on his last album. White Drake uh, lyrics are not that good. What if this time Little Uzi helps him? You know, they're on the same label. He can get a song from him fast, right? That little nigga needed hurry up and drop music, and hopefully it's not too demonic. Well, I don't know if he's on his demon vibes right now. Shout out to Leslie. He just put a picture with white eyes, and he got an upside-down cross tattooed on his tongue. Well, you know, the upside-down cross isn't bad, you know? Yeah, I know. They crucified, who was it, Peter, Paul? Yeah, you know. One of the P's. <laughs> Power that P and push it. Yeah, and Pusha T is getting straight disrespected, but it is what it is. Do you think that it's unfair? I think it kind of don't matter because it's coming from Jim Jones. Like Jim but Jones, said, I didn't even take him serious as a rapper for a long time, even when but he was you trying said to it, You said that it seemed like it was inspiring other people to agree, right? Like, a, a, I guess, a ratio that you seem to be surprised by that you seen in your algorithm that a lot of people were agreeing with Jim Jones. So obviously it's not just him, right? Well, it's just a bunch of J. Cole people who think J. Cole is like a top 10 rapper as fans and uh, Drake fans and people who actually think J. Cole is like really good. People who like that are dissing him. Like people who like J. Cole got them through certain years of their lives and his music, his music rapping about waking up in the morning and brushing his teeth and going to class and breathing and blinking. That's what J. Cole raps about, blinking and breathing and waking up and just existing in real boring shit. Those kind of people, uh, they don't like Pusha T. I don't think it's just him. But you know, J. Cole, that's what he raps about, right? Well, I don't know. You know, he raps about he raps about blinking and like breathing. Uh, well, I don't think he rapped about that on the Benny the Butcher song. <laughs> he did. I was born. God was crying. It was raining like real normal shit. Yeah, he's letting you know what was going on when he popped up on Earth. It was a miracle, man. No, that was a dope verse, honestly. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just... Ass. <laughs> you said what? You whooping his ass. <laughs> I mean, they verses were both tight. I don't... I never... When I first heard it, I didn't... I mean, I'm Mr. Compare Man too, and yeah, you are, man. I, I didn't even think to do that. I thought Benny's verse was dope, and then I thought yeah, J. you know Cole's why you didn't want to do it because you don't want to give J. Cole props. No, and then I thought J. Cole's verse was dope. They just so they were just like I just can the content was so different that it wasn't comparable. Like it's just like the Renegade song, Eminem's flow was cooler, but he was just rapping about fucking parents being mad at him you while Jay Z talking about why they were Renegades. So while Jay Z was, was rapping about. about yeah, they're both talking about their perspective of what they had to endure in society and what made them a renegade. So Yeah, and to me, like, 
I used to think that Eminem's verse was better because of the way the flow is and shit, but now I actually like J. Cole, I mean, Jay-Z's content more on that song. Of course, because we all love drug dealing rap. I had to hustle back to the wall, Ashley Knuckles. Come on, man. We love drugs. And just saying, like, how are you niggas, like, gonna, like, rate thugs that make music? You can't relate to it. And, you know what I mean? Like, who was there to help them while they was dealing with this? And who was there for them See, to help that's them? The OG, that's the OG. That's the OG version of you nerds are trying to tell us what's cool. Nerds don't have a place to talk about hip-hop. Shout out Jay-Z for that. Why could they just skim through it? Yeah, because, hey, that's what he was talking about, the nerds. He was talking about, who are you suburban dudes criticizing and critiquing what hip-hop is? You ain't from this street. You don't live this life. You never sold crack like me. You never shot at your brother like me. I'm I'm God. I'm Jehovah. Come on, man. You jumping in that water, nigga. You just like me. <laughs> oh, man. Dang, that, dang. You just went from that high-level lyricism to that. Damn. Rap did get worse. <laughs> <laughs> you love that bitch, but you can't trust the dog. You just like me. You trying to hustle hard for Air Force Ones? You, yeah, all right. Thanks, guys. Hey, that that line hit hard though. You love that bitch, but you can't trust her, just like me. Man, good luck. Some people have to live through that kind of stuff, man. Do you have to live through that stuff? Nah, but you know, All right, I, so I've been able. I I could have related to that a little bit. Hey, whatever, man. <laughs> uh you DJing this weekend? Nope. Whoa. Whoa! Why are you excited? Cause I get to chill. Are you making beats this weekend? Yep. I'm trying to make some uh, party beats. I'm going to try to make some Will I Am beats. Oh, man. <laughs> some Polo to Don beats. You need to you need to get that Swiss Beats EP in your system. And I'm going to try to make some Jibs beats. Remember Jibs? Chain Hang Low? Yeah, Ice Cream Truck beats. Mmm. <laughs> They said that nigga was 16. That nigga looked like he was like 28. Yeah, man. The old days when we really were stressing. Did you see the tweet of a homie saying that little Tyler is being groomed? Nah. Mm -hmm. But I've seen Lil Zane popping up, rapping like Tupac on my timeline. I love listening to that song. Which one? The 112 joint? Calling me. Call Even the, the guitar sounds like a Tupac beat. Top down on the freeway. Hey, Hennessy. That guy was crazy for that. Did he not know that we would notice? <laughs> hey, Hennessy. He, he can't say it. hey in Hennessy. He didn't he say said, it. He said, call me on my mobile. On his mobile. You can't say that. So that's Tupac stuff. Yes, he, he said, hey, Hennessy on the freeway. He's from the South. You know the South loves Tupac. I don't even know where that nigga's from. He's from Georgia or something. Yeah, he's from Atlanta. He said, hey, Hennessy on the freeway. That was funny, dog. The life we... Oh, yeah, it reminds me of the life we live and stuff. That's what they like rapping like. Um, What was that song called again on Machiavelli? I forgot. I don't know. Uh, white man's world? I don't know. Nah. Um, <laughs> Blasphemy? Nah, the one that you said he was going hard on it. Oh, oh yeah, I'm about to look up this track. Uh, life, I'm life, 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 life. Life. white you man. Like, 
No, no, mm. hold on. Life of an Outlaw? Yeah, Life of an Outlaw. They were basically copying that hook. Yeah, it was that's yeah. the best rapping Tupac does, the Machiavelli album. I was listening to the Machiavelli album last week. Yeah, why do you like that song so much? That's shocking when you said you like that song. Well, Life of an Outlaw? Do yeah. you hear that guitar, nigga? Do you hear how hard that beat is? That's when I really... This album, the Machiavelli album, is when I was like, all right, yeah, Tupac is better than uh, Biggie. Yeah. I, I said it in my head, but I didn't say it out loud for years because this is when Tupac, you know, as the story goes... He's in the whack room and he starts to produce more. On this album, we get Tupac. He produced on like four or five of his songs, and one of them is "Life of an Outlaw." And I just like his style. I like Uh-oh. what what eighties butt hurts. Hey, he fell down and started. He's grabbing. He's grabbing his butt. <laughs> that nigga wants to get hurt again. Look at the coach looking like not again. He busted his lip on Sunday. He loves R&B injuries. <laughs> That's whack to hurt your butt and if you play sports. Hey, man, it hurts, man. <laughs> it hurts. It does, man. You ever, How do you hold your your ass and you know he's supposed to be a superstar? He's not Dang, a superstar. This nigga fell right on his back. He's not a superstar. Oh, so you're talking about the whack room, like in a death row joint? Where, yeah, because like, yeah, on this, when you look at All Eyes on Me, All Eyes on Me is filled with Daz, two Dre beats, you got um Johnny J, you got Quick helping out, you got QD3. <laughs> Quick always helping out. Yeah, you know, he ain't really, you know. And then on the Machiavelli album is just Pac, Hurt him bad. <laughs> or, yeah, Daryl Big D Harper. Like, yeah, it's QD3 again. Hey, but hey, he went his, he turned up with to live and die in LA. That's a hard beat. But, oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's like for him to craft this album quickly, for him to turn on his producing hat, start making beats. Like, I love the bomb's first beat. Me too. All he basically did was like, hey man, let me get that uh let me get that uh naughty by nature joint and slow it down and make it more thuggy and west coast. Cause you know that's a he just sampled naughty by nature on there, right? Mm, he loves taking people's beats too. Yeah, he sampled Uptown Anthem. You ever heard Uptown Anthem by Naughty by Nature? Is that here we go? It was on the juice soundtrack and it was oh yeah. You just slowed it down and made it more menacing. I like money, whole sex, and we hey man, he was going hard. Hey, shout out to Tupac man, Machiavelli the Don. Dang, shout out to Tupac. That's crazy. The real greatest rapper of all time. For you guys, this is crazy to hear, man. Dan. Since like seventh grade, he was a hater of Tupac, and it's just crazy to see how to where the adults he likes them now. That's my nigga, bro. You Tupac's your nigga. <laughs> I love Tupac. <laughs> I love Tupac. <laughs> That's just crazy. Why? Because he had tattoos and dated cool women. Because he's cool. He's really yeah. like he's really. When I look back into it, like how I was like, oh, he's Kanye. Nah, he's he's more like the type of rap that I actually like. I realized that like Biggie and Jay-Z isn't really the rap I like. It, maybe it was as a kid because it was always interesting. I used to have always homies that say like, Dan, how are you a Biggie fan? But you hate on Jay-Z. They're the same person. I was like, uh, yeah, right. 
I'm really more of a Nas Tupac boy. You know that. Revolutionary players. Yeah, fake soldiers. Not fake soldiers, but fake uh, academias, you know. you know, Drinking Hennessy, throwing up on them. So, you know, Nas loves to do that, like, gluttonous, like, drinking Hennessy, pull up, like, leaving the Yeah, that's why place. he has a series called King's Disease, man. The gout. I love when Nas raps like that. Well, being bad. Hell yeah, that's not like he did on that um, Bob Deep song. Yeah, by the way, that was a joke. Nas and Tupac aren't fake intellectuals. I think they were open and honest in what they were. Nas has always said, hey, I'm not trying to be what you guys want me to be. Just because you hear my music is a certain way doesn't mean I'm Martin Luther King. And Tupac also let it be known that, hey, I have emotions, I have ups and downs. Don't make me who you want me to be. Let me be and exist. So that's what I do appreciate about them. And, you know, it does seem like Tupac and Nas were going to work together before Tupac got killed. So that would have been fun to hear what they could have done together. Instead, we got Thugs Mansion. They would have did tight shit. And Nas should have worked with Outkast, too. Punk ass. Well, you know, he's it's probably too experimental for him. But they could have did. He could have rapped on fucking. Um... You know, the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. He would have killed that. There's no East Coast rappers on that album. Nothing is research. Equimini? I know that's for them too. But... Oh, never mind. Yeah, Equimini, that's when they got Raekwon to work with. Nas would have killed that beat. He can't be on the title track. <laughs> that would have been just, that would have just been nasty. He Nas, loves that, those comments. Nas is a Virgo, so he can't be on that song. I know, but I Remember just that song it. he did with Dougie Fresh and Ludacris about being a Virgo. Oh. It is the return of the Virgo. Lord. See, dang. <laughs> dang, they don't ask Dougie Fresh for help anymore. <laughs> it's too old. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I tried to like that song when it came out. Are you a Virgo? Hell no. I just like <laughs> Ludacris. And my oh, dad yeah, likes Slick. My dad liked Slick Rick and oh, my brother liked Nas. Is that so was... Virgo? No, but my dad likes Slick Rick, though. But Slick Rick isn't on this song. It's Dougie Fresh. I thought it was Slick Rick. <laughs> didn't know it's Dougie Fresh. Oh. <laughs> I just know that KRS-One had a song with Warren G and a Japanese girl. All right. <laughs> you see Warren G talking about how Death Row was pissed when he got successful and they wanted to hurt him? Them West Coast niggas, man, they piss me off with them and their fucking... <laughs> Do they talk too much? <laughs> them and their fucking gang backings. They get to just disrespect you because they have a whole army of niggas that's going to do stuff. Hey, man. So they get to jump out of line knowing, like, I got a whole army behind me. I'm about to be real disrespectful and I'm going to hurt you, bully you, nigga, because I got a gang behind me. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you already know. If you want to last in this lifetime, you need money and you need people to go to war, so... Like Tupac said, you need at the end of um at the end of the Machiavelli album, he talks about yeah, you, he was talking to somebody. He's like yeah, you always told me you got to get your money right before you go to war. Well, I got my money right, so I'm ready to go to war. I was like, yeah, so I'm ready to throw it all away, nigga. And then Pimp C, he once said, um, uh, dang, how it. you gonna beef? You ain't even got no cheese. Yeah, come on, man. So yeah, it's real. I miss Pimp C, man. Yeah, you're just jealous. You don't have a gang behind you. Go buy one. You have money. I don't got money. Yeah, you do. I want to eat some Taco Bell fries with cheese right now. 
All right. Amen. Hey, man, that's what happens when you eat healthy all the time. You, you, you accept anything like me and chili sliders. Oh, yeah. I say, man, we kicked it this weekend. Shout out to Osei for having us. We parlayed uh, last summer. We parlayed to watching or last spring. We watched the playoffs, watched a couple games. It was cool. We had fun. And near the end, Jamal was looking for grub and I was trying to help him. But yeah, the options where he was going wasn't that dire. I mean, it wasn't that great. It looked weak. So he ended up going to Hitman Sammy Sam's. No, I ate Papa John's, the racist pizza. <laughs> Say. Niggas giving weak restaurants uh, business. I cannot relate. Whoa. All right. On that note. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you excited for the Blue Blux and Draco project? It comes out this week, too. Hell yeah, I need some type of sizzle. Yeah, I hope Woo, this week when Friday. Damn, right before my cruise. I hope they talk about like looking down on people from like balconies. <laughs> they should, you know, from Draco balconies and stuff. You know, Draco love that. I think RJ said, uh, "Why the fuck's Batum?" man? he said, "Sitting courtside, screaming, why the fuck Batum?'" That's Jeezy from the Blue Bucks clan. Oh yeah, Jeezy. I call him RJ. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, he said, why is Batum, man? That's disrespectful. How are you going to disrespect Batum? He wasn't playing good the day he was there. <laughs> but so why the fuck is Batum, man? <laughs> man, I love those niggas, man. Yeah, they balling. Uh, man, and you know what else makes me smile? Say texting a group chat saying Bron fucking the money up because he owes brothers money now that the Lakers... Oh, yeah, I need to um, bet Osei and tell, bet him that the Lakers aren't going to win the, the championship. Well, I forgot Osei is a come up when it comes to LeBron. Yeah, I mean, you're a come up too, man. Let's you can make bet him. Football bets. No, nah, I'm not making any more football bets. Come on, you, make, you do cheating ones. <laughs> you don't do good ones. Let's like have that. a good one. Come on, man. Think of something. I bet you that Bryce uh, Young won't be a bust. You know, I'm I'm enjoying that one. I think I ooh. <laughs> I really do need to tap in what I'll say though. Makes the Lakers. The, oh, so what do you qualify as a bust? Do you mean that? Um, what do you want? What do you Baker mean? Mayfield? He'll be better than him. Um. Okay. He'll at least be a Kirk cousin. Um. See, because a bust is relative, because when you say Baker Mayfield extreme, that means Baker Mayfield didn't even get a second contract. So, excuse me, I think he'll be better than that. But then when you say Kirk Cousins, that's still a 10 plus year career. So I don't. Yeah, if you're the first overall pick in your career as Kirk Cousins, you are a bust. But it also depends on what the quarterbacks behind you do. Because if Bryce Young has a Kirk Cousins career, but all the quarterbacks in the draft aren't as good as him, he's still not a bust technically because you're like, hey, man, he's the best quarterback we could have got in that year. Hmm. Yeah. I kind of want to take that bet, but I'm going to look straight. I do think he's going to be out of here, though. Not because he's not good, but because he's too skinny, and they're going to take that nigga out of here. Or I'll say Sauce Garner will still be top five corner next year. Oh, yeah, he will. It's written. I've seen the contracts. He's one of the ones. Definitely is one of the ones. He probably might. 
he should be better than Patrick Peterson because he was one of the ones we thought. Well, you know, I I don't think I was watching football when that guy was balling. Yeah, he was balling. I heard. Yeah, people love him. They always bring him up. I think mm-hmm. he's like a real. You got to be like a real football man and know that brother was a baller. He didn't go like a. He wasn't like a mainstream like Darrell Revis, but real football boys they love Patrick Peterson. He was the mainstream for a young nigga for a few years. He was, but not like Darrell Revis. But yeah, he wasn't. The only literally. The only mainstream cornerbacks we've seen is like Darrell Revis, <laughs> Richard Sherman for talking a lot, and then Dion. And when I say mainstream, I'm not talking about the talent. I just mean even regular media talked about them. That wasn't on football shows. True. Yeah, like as good as Chant Bailey was, they weren't talking about him in mainstream media. There mm-hmm. was no, he didn't have a cool nickname like Primetime or Revis Island. And he wasn't yelling like Richard Sherman. That's all we care about. Yeah, and D'Angelo Hall tried to do it on the phone. <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. But all right, man, I hope y'all had fun out there. Because I'm what a thug, you- nigga. Feel me? What are you doing tomorrow, Jamal? Where are you watching the draft at? Um, what time does it start? 8 o'clock. Shit, I'd probably just be chilling in the crib, watching it, getting ready for this cruise. When are you going on the cruise? Next Wednesday. Oh, word, word. Yeah, get my fits right, you know what I'm saying? I got different swim trunks for each day. That's what's up. I got my Salehi Crocs to, like, you know what I'm saying, to go with my... I got all my, my swim trunks laid out on my bed with my Salehi Crocs. <laughs> That's what's up. So, hey, for all the people out there, we might not be out... Might not pop up next week because Jamal's about to be cruising. So, hey, let that brother enjoy life, man. I love it when we're cruising together. Well, how long is your cruise? What, two weeks? Hell no, I wish. <laughs> how long oh, is it? That joint's short as shit, but it is what it is. It's four days. Uh, Wednesday. Most cruise people I know say that's the perfect time. They get tired of being Word. on cruise for like a, a whole week. So, it's from Wednesday to Sunday. All right, so hey, we ain't going to pull up. And there's a pajama party on the cruise. I got some Tom and Jerry pajamas. Whoa. So do you want to record on Monday before you go, or do you want to chill next week and then we pop up the phone? We can record on Monday or Tuesday. All right, best. So we will pop up next week. You don't respect Tom and Jerry uh, pajamas? I mean. At least they're not white, like racist cartoons, even though they had like a mammy in the show. But they were just, that's just a mouse and a cat. They had nothing to do with that. Shout out Tom and Jerry. I mean. I Shout know. out Tom and Jerry. Yeah, man. <laughs> you I fuck with that them? Too. That's one of my dad's favorite shows ever, man. You fuck with them? Yeah, they hard. Tom and Jerry. Shout out Tom and Jerry. Yeah, man. They don't talk, though. Well, Tom talks every now and then. Right, yeah, but that's that showed me as a child. That's why. Cinema back then will be better than cinema today. They had exhilarating and entertainment content where people didn't talk. That's how good the writing was and the animation. Now everything has to be a fucking remake. Everything is worse. That's the name of this episode. Now I want it to be it was all good a week ago. Or it was all good 20 years ago. Because it wasn't a week ago. Because a week ago it was still the 2020s. Take I'm about to watch to Tom and Jerry tonight. I'm watching Tom and Jerry tonight. Take me back to 2002. Let me get a 5XT, man. 
take me there. I want to go there. You know, I didn't know Teddy Raleigh did that. Yeah, I think that's one of the last bangers he made for the mainstream. Yeah, I just saw the video the other day, and Maya was, was Black Street and Maya. Oh yeah, it was Black Street. <laughs> yeah, nigga, what are you doing? I thought Mace was in it. Hey man, I, I, he might have. He might have rapped. He seems like a nigga that would rap on that beat. Or his brother Blinky Blink, I think, was on it. What? Yeah, I think his brother Blinky Blink was on Who it. Who the hell is that? Mace's brother Blinky Blink. Who the hell is that? You don't remember him? No. They mentioned him a few times on the JPP too, like in the last month. It's funny. Yeah, Blinky Blink. Listen, Supposedly man. he got punched. He got uh, punched by somebody back in the day. I remember Ja Rule was asking, uh, I think Beanie Siegel about Blinky Blink on backstage. Tell me about a brother that's famous for getting jabbed up, man. And he's he's Mace's brother, and Ja Rule mentioned them on backstage. <laughs> I never seen that movie. That's too New York for me. Oh wow, you're tripping. I saw that and Up in Smoke. You're tripping. I've seen Up in Smoke. Dang, you never seen backstage? That shit is nah. hard. That shit hard. To New York for me. I saw the little clip of Jay-Z and DMX freestyling with the brother from the Nation of Islam. Red and movie. meth, and then you get to see uh, Dame Dash cussing out Kevin Lyles. I've the seen, I've, I've seen, that's what I'm saying. I've seen the clips. I haven't seen the whole thing from the beginning. Like, I've seen the Dame Dash stuff. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Maybe I'll watch it one day. Backstage is hard. But yeah, Blinky Blink. That's crazy. You never knew who Blinky Bleak was. Never, I mean, look at his nickname. It's trash. No it's one Mace's knows. brother. Mace's a big deal. You're a bad boy, nigga. I was. You I are. You're a bad, bad boy for life, nigga. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not. Oh, you're rolling in the sky. You're a bad boy for life. Mark, Mark Curry. He he was the rapper on that song. He no, nah, I'm not bad boy for life. I'm Cash Money Records for life. That's what I love. I'm a Cash Money boy. Drake. Nah, he's young money. I don't know why I say. All right, all right. I don't know why I do what I do. Uh. All right, yeah. we out, man. <laughs>